0: Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 21, verse 19 through 21 in Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. I I did email y'all the sermon. I know it was like one or something in the morning, uh, but I did get it to you. But if you don't have it, I understand because I definitely did it in the middle of the night. All right. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 21. And let me slow myself down. Jennifer must put something in that tea, man. What you done put in that tea? That tea got me crunk. (laughs) Get off the chain. Anyway, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Let me, let me read this in the NIV too. Hold on, to make sure the phone is still acting right. Let me, let me, let me read this in the NIV I'm scared to, um, Lord, I, mean, I ain't scared. I don't speak it. But iPad, you're going to be healed all the way through this sermon in the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 uh, through 21. I want to read an NIV as well. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, amen. Let me go ahead and just read 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Lord, please bring a word, your word, the way you want it to be brought. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject in the fourth part of our series, Rest. Uh, We want to talk about a better way to live. A better way to live. Think think about this for a moment. Who is God to most people? To some people, God is the creator of the world. However, he's far off and out of space someplace. Out there with Captain Kirk and Dr. Spock. and, 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 And not too interested in us, Uh, nor our day-to-day affairs. They just go out uh, about living and doing pretty much the way they want. If they get in a pinch or some tight spot and need some help, uh, they may call upon God because they know he might or might not help. God is just some big uh, uh, being off in some other world who is not to be uh, believed, but it's not necessary to get too concerned over Uh, uh, him since he's so far away. So they're saying, look, I I meant to say that they believe, but they don't feel like they should be that concerned with him because he really ain't bothered with them. That's how some people think, right? To other people, God is someone to be feared. They think he is the judge who hovers over them, watching their every move and punishing them for every wrong. Their fear lest God bring some kind of trouble upon them, some disease, trouble, heartache, loneliness, emptiness, and sorrow. To other people, God may exist or he may not exist. If there is a God, he is far, far away, so far removed that we cannot know him nor ever hope to know him. There just is not enough evidence that God exists. Not in the physical world, and even if God does exist, we certainly cannot know him in any personal sense. See, this is not the God that I know. This is not the God being presented here. This is not the God that sent the Lord Jesus Christ to earth to save us. God is not a God who is far off and unconcerned with us. God is not a God to be feared and dreaded. God is not a God who cannot be known. God can be known and approached. We can fellowship and continue with and commune with him, walk and talk with him. And as we move throughout the day, how can we do this? by this new and living faith, by the living faith uh, that was set up and created by Jesus. Man no longer has to walk through life with written words alone, with faith in written promises alone, With faith and future hope only, man can now have a living faith, a faith that actually lives and moves and has his being within his heart. He can express a faith that is quickened and made alive to his heart and life, a faith that is so imprinted upon his heart and life that he knows with absolute assurance that the promises of God are sure, a faith that is actually experienced day by day, this is a discussion of this passage, the new and living faith established by God through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, what is this new living faith? First, it's having boldness to enter the presence of God. The word boldness comes from the, uh, comes from the Greek word uh, Parisian, uh, Parisian, P-A-R-R-E-S-I-A-N. It means to enter God's presence freely and openly with confidence and assurance. Just imagine being able to enter the presence of God freely and openly, knowing God personally and intimately. Fellowshipping and in communion with God, having God guide and direct, look after and care for you, provide and protect, strengthen and deliver us with joy, rejoice and assurance, confidence and victory over all the trials and temptations of life. That's why I don't worry about my enemy. I know who got my back. I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I warn my enemies. Y'all better understand it's not arrogance. It's, 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 it's not arrogance. It's not overconfidence. It's because I'm humble. See, you got to understand, humble don't mean you walking around here Yes sir, yes sir Mr. Justin I sure would love it if you let me Use the camera today No, that ain't that ain't humble Humble means to be submitted to God That's what that means in the Greek It means to be submitted to God And that's why Paul said if I'm going to boast I'm going to boast in the Lord If you cross me Y'all, y'all don't hear me Because I shoot my Jesus layups Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? I know my Jesus. I go to my prayer closet. So so when you come against me, you just understand. You know how Bruce Lee always knew he was going to win in the movie? That's how I am. If I'm not doing anything to you and you are enemy of mine, even if I don't see you coming, the Holy Ghost has a shield around me. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. And the same way that God takes care of his son, he takes care of me. You better claim the blood of Jesus over your life and understand no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Oh, you can enter his presence with boldness. Openly, having him guide you having always confidence that you're going to be victorious over your temptations he'll never put more on you than you can handle having the confidence knowing that even in the midst of coronavirus you'll be alright even in the midst of a pandemic God can bless you because you're covered with the blood of Jesus see imagine having God take care of your life like that That's the new living faith. It's boldness to enter the presence of of God, to know him intimately and personally, to know it. How is it possible? How can a person know God personally and intimately? By the blood of Jesus. The death of Jesus Christ opened up a new living way for us to approach God. It opened up a way that brings us right into the holiest place of all, into the very presence of God. See, note this. The, The holiest place in verse 19 and the veil of the curtain in verse 20 in chapter 10 of Hebrews that we just read. This refers to the holy of holies of the Jewish tabernacle where the presence of God dwelt and and the veil which separated God's presence from man. The Holy of Holies stressed the holiness and majesty of God, how unsearchable and separate God is from man and his world of imperfection and sin. The veil symbolized that man was cut off from God. Man's sin and imperfection made him unacceptable to God. This, of course, meant a significant fact. As long as the veil was there, man could not approach God. The only way he could approach, ever approach God, would be if God ripped the veil and opened up the way to His presence. So I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but now I went to the Old Testament. Back in the day, you would have to make sacrifice to God before you approach God, because God didn't. God is holy, and God still is holy. But you know how bad God is. You know how sometimes you try to save your child or you try to save your friend, but you might be their boss at the same time. So your mama hat or your dad. Daddy hat has to be on for your child, but your boss hat say I gotta fire you. Yeah, 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 You, 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 you my people. But, 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 I, I gotta. I, it, I become almost schizophrenic because I love you, but I gotta fire you because Maxwell Realty can't survive with you on it. You, you feel me? And so I'm, but see what God did. He said, Y'all ain't gonna never get it right. Let me split myself up because y'all gonna make me lose my mind. God said, I'm God the judge who creates you and judges you but I'm going to split myself up into three persons I'm, I'm going to make myself God the father and but then I'm going I'm to I'm give you my son to teach you how to live how you're supposed to live and he's going to be the one to show you what you need to do and be the example in fact he's going to be the word with me but he's going to walk down there and show you how to walk in the power and be in perfect and obedience to me and be in stride with me and I know everybody not going to be able to see Jesus as he Walk. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send him to the cross. Allow him to become sin. Allow the law to be broken on him because the weight of the sin is death. And because he never sinned, he shouldn't have died. But I'm going to let him go to the cross and become sin for you so that I can usher in grace. And when I do that, I can let you come to me because I'm not breaking the law. I let the devil break the law, and now you know what's going on with me? I'm, I'm, I I have freed you from the law, and I've given you grace. Now I don't have to look at your sinful nature, Maxwell. I don't have to look at your sinful nature, so-and-so. I don't see you. I see the blood of Jesus, and as long as you accept my son as your Savior, I got you even when you mess up and fall even when you fall into fornication now don't keep doing it over and over again but what I'm telling you is when you fall if you repent and get up with a repentant heart and try to change your life I am there with you I'm going to tell you like David told us even if you make your bed in hell God is still there ushering you because he gave you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would lead you into all truth he'll show you who Jesus is he'll let you know the coronavirus Ain't gonna take you out. He'll let you know that you're blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. Shoot your layups. See, this is the glorious message of this passage. God has rent the veil through the flesh of his son. The Lord Jesus Christ in Hebrews 10:20, the veil symbolizes the body of the Lord Jesus. When the body of the Lord Jesus was rent, the veil of the tabernacle was rent. Now, it wasn't rent simultaneously. Because, see, people got to understand. See, when I talk about things, you understand, it wasn't rent simultaneously, but God does not see time. You feel me? God sees the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. He's still seeing Jesus on the cross right now because he already set everything in motion, piece upon piece and precept upon precept and line upon line. So when Jesus' body was ripped, even though the veil wasn't ripped at the same time, once he gave up the ghost, the veil was ripped from the top to the bottom. Why? To let you know God wanted to have relationship with you. See if you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about because I got to give you some history, and and and, and, I, and I see easily. I see you through your mask. I know you got some, some questions, so I'm gonna go ahead and answer your questions. Because even though I can't see your face, I see your eyes. So I'm gonna go tell you this. The, first of all, the, the Ark of the Covenant was what Moses had, and uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was, was 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 where 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 God was housed. Right. And and, and and God was housed in the Ark of the Covenant. And, 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 and at one point, Moses built a tabernacle, which was a tent to house the Ark of the Covenant there. But God said you had to carry him a certain way. And one day, David wanted to go get God from somewhere and take him to Jerusalem. And, and, and they were supposed to carry him, uh, Brother Walden. But the priest was supposed to carry him. Why? So you could feel the weight of God on you. And so when it shifted, you would know you needed to shift, but instead of respecting God, Come on, somebody. And doing by his instruction. See, if you look at the tabernacle in Exodus 25 through 31 and about 35 through 40, I'm talking about chapters. All he talked about was how to do the tabernacle, how to put the Ark of the Covenant together, how to build a temple. I mean, when I tell you it's 13 chapters of this square root and that, I'm like, my God, if you were special, you weren't going to be able to serve God. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, if you was him, if you was a little slow. Mm. Read Exodus 25 through 30, through, through 31. And, and then Exodus, it, it'll bore you to death. That's why I sent your sermon, my sermon to me, you, you so late. It took me forever to read them long and this and that. I'm like, God, look here. I don't want to go to hell, but I don't know about it. I don't know. <laughs> and, and so they, they had the tabernacle. And they were supposed to put the rods in it and carry him. But they were lazy and put it on the oxen. And when the oxen were walking and, 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 and it began to fall, Uzziah put his hands up to stop it. And he died right there. And people were mad at God. But you're mad at God in your life for not following his instructions. you mad because your baby daddy acting a fool, but you shouldn't have no baby daddy. You should have got married first. Mm-hmm. My baby mama crazy. Well, you shouldn't have had a baby mama. hmm I know you calling her, her mama. She calling you papi. But it's lust and not love. And you get mad at God because you didn't follow the instructions of the Word. And you mad because your life messed up. They were mad because Uzziah got killed. But if they would have been carrying the ark of the covenant the way they should have been carrying it. If you carry your word the way you should carry your word. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm trying to preach to you today. If you carry your word the way you're supposed to, you wouldn't have all the problems you have. You know how you ever put a table together and put the legs on wrong? Uh, or, put, or put the, the, the back of the, the the bookcase and you had to take it loose. You know how that little flimsy stuff because you didn't read the instructions. If you would have read the instructions, you would have had it on right the first time. But you tried to do it without reading the instructions because you want to look at the pictures. Stop reading them picture bibles. You're too old. <laughs> I know what this means. He built the ark. But you don't know all the dimensions he told him to do. And so, so they killed, and he got mad. And so David got upset and sent the Ark of the Covenant to Obed-Edom's house. Then Obed-Edom, Obed-Edom started getting blessed, so then he started getting jealous. Ooh, have you ever got mad at God and left God, and your life got left? Ooh, David got mad at God and sent God to somebody else's house. And then Obed Edom started getting blessed more than David. And David is the king. And David's like, hold on now. Go get God. Huh? You better go get God. Wherever you thought you left God, he already right there. But he don't come into your house. He don't infiltrate your house unless you let him. You better go back and get God. Yeah, uh-huh. you got mad at God because your baby mama acting fool. You got mad at God because your baby dad acting fool. You got mad at God because you went to jail, but were are you reading your manual? If you have enough sense to read the book to put the captain together right, why you ain't reading the book to put your life together right? Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me? I'm trying to get you to rest in this word. I'm trying to get you to rest in it. Put your weight on it. Don't say it with your chest, say it with the word. Boy, no, no weapon shall no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Y'all better understand that I ain't forgot about that. I tell them, I warn them, you might not want to mess with me. I'm telling you, don't don't try to plot on me, because I tell people, hey, you know I know what you're doing, right? You keep smiling at me thinking I don't know what you're doing. I know you're shady. I smile at you, hey, how you doing? Hey, watch that joker. Christ bore the sin and guilt and judgment of all men. That frees man and woman from sin and guilt and judgment because his body was broken. Remember he took the bread, this bread represents my broken body. All of God's wrath was poured out on Jesus. See, we wanna look at God like he didn't pour wrath out on Jesus. Oh, but that was his son, little baby Jesus. This ain't Talladega Nights. Jesus was his son, but he poured all his wrath about sin on him. And sin, yes, it separates you from God, and it means he was separate from God, but he still felt the torment of sin. Come on, somebody. He was beat so bad that his flesh came off. He was beaten so bad that some theologians say he carried his cross in one hand and his entrance in the other. His intestines were hanging out. He was beaten so bad. The crown of thorns cracked his cranium and blood dripped in his eyes and he couldn't hardly see where he was going. Walked up the way of Golgotha, there's scars and dead bodies and decapitated people walking in the midst of filth. Went through all of that and you telling me that wasn't the wrath of God? He poured out his wrath on Jesus because he understood if he poured it out on him, he could give us grace because Jesus was perfect. He had never sinned. So, because the weight of sin is death and he tricked the devil into sending him to the cross, he ushered in grace. And so, now let's go back to the original question. You thought I lost my place, didn't you? (laughs) Ha ha ha. How can a person know God personally and intimately? How can a person enter the presence of God freely and openly? By the blood of Jesus. By the rent body of him. It's through his body. Look at here, John 10, 9 says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find power. John 14, 16, 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Not by Buddha, not by Confucius, not by all the other philosophical names you can put out there, only by him. Romans 5, 1 through 2 says, therefore being justified by what? Faith. We have peace with God throughout so, with God throughout Lord, throughout Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Ephesians 2.18, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. You got access. (sighs) Look at this. I mean, let me get this. You have access now, but in the Old Testament, you didn't remember. I told you about the tabernacle and and, and, and the Ark of the Covenant, they fell and they put it back. And then Moses, you know, he had built a, 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 a tabernacle around it, which means it was a tent around the Holy of Holies. And it sat in the middle. So you could go to in the end. But, you know, come on, sister, girl, you know how can I talk to the women for one second and maybe even some of the men? You know how you can let somebody in a little bit and they think they all the way in, but they ain't and they make one wrong move and. Off with your head, figuratively. You feel me? Because because they thought they was in the Holy of Holies, but they not. Now, if I let you in the Holy of Holies and you do wrong, you're going to get cut worse than my enemy get cut because I let you inside. So the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant was always constant. They did the Ark of the Covenant, then Moses built a tabernacle, which was a tent around it, and you still had to be holy to get in there. And then after that, they, they built a temple. And Solomon, and so, and so they would send the priest inside. And, 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 and only one priest a year, or one priest a year would go on the day of atonement, or young or, or Kemper, they would call it. And you could only go once a year as a priest to offer up sacrifices for me. But what if you ain't got favor that year? That means I done sat up here and gave you my atonement money, gave you my bullet, and your life messed up like mine. Ain't you glad I ain't got to sprinkle myself and come in here and make you be saved? As crazy as I may be sometimes? Lord, help, shut up. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant and, and, and they put it in there with Dakon, the, the demon. And, and, and one night when they put him in there, the, 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 the demon had fallen down and the arms and stuff had, was messed up and then they put him back together again and he knocked him down and then they kept sending the Ark of the Covenant everywhere in the camp, Right? And when they sent it to the camp, every time the Ark of the Covenant went to the camp, whatever camp it went to, it got messed up. The Philistines finally caught on. Hold on. This is the real thing here. Let's go ahead. They took the Ark of the Covenant back to the Israelites. We know we beat y'all, but take your God back. He caused too much trouble over here. Every time they took him somewhere, to and then they gave them graven images to give them gifts of gold because they were so worried. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, now you know where the Ark of the Covenant is? It's in you. God lives in you now. Because Jesus was killed and the veil was split from the top to the bottom, God is letting you know I intentionally want to have relationship with you. And so greater is he who was what in me than he was in the world. And now, remember, they stole the Ark of the Covenant and the Philistines got holy hallelujah. Hmm? They had hell on earth because they took God's captive. Oh, I'm going somewhere with you. Sometimes God allows your enemy to take you captive at your job, take you captive wherever you are because he want to cause destruction in their life to show them who he is. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, God says, I chastise those who I love, which means he chastised those who go by the Christian name. But he don't chastise those who don't know him. But sometimes he allow people to touch you so he can have an excuse to touch them and show them who he is. You better watch out. You better let them people know. Oh, when you put your hands on me, you're putting your hands on the Ark of the Covenant. When you touch me, you're touching God's tabernacle. When you touch me, you're touching the Holy of Holies. You better watch out because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Let God arise and his enemy be scattered. Well, God lives in me. He's talking about me. You do know that, right? You do know he's talking about you because some of y'all look confused even in your mask. They couldn't approach the holy of holies unless they were pure, had to sprinkle the blood on themselves. And some people say it's a myth when I read on the internet, but if Uzziah died when he touched the Ark of the Covenant, how you going to tell me some priest that went to the holy of holies, made it out, didn't make it out? You understand? Because they don't understand that God has a rough side, because the Old Testament is showing you. Come on, somebody, let that little sweet little girl be all sweet with you, but you say something about her baby. She'll cut you, even if you're right, little bad boy. Little 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 little, little lady, nice and smiling, and oh, how you doing? Blessing, favor of the Lord. Do her baby wrong. Pop, 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 goes my night. Remember that? God has a wrath side that y'all don't want to know. That's why they ain't like to probably lie to bring bringing bad news. I remember when I first came to New Beast Grove, and I didn't even think I was going to get the job because I was interviewing, and I I preached like one night sermon. And the rest of the sermons I preached because I had to preach. I had to preach eight times, eight times because it was four Sundays and two before the interview. And I probably preached one night sermon, and that was the first day. And after that, I'd be late to church, and I know they was like, this joke is late, but I'd be sitting in the car in the parking lot like, God, I know this ain't my church whoever I'm getting ready for, I hope they're a good person. Because I, be, I ain't even want to go in there and preach. Because the word that God was giving me was so stern. I was like, man, well, I guess I got just a free day at Newport News. You know, I ain't know nothing about Newport News. I, I, I was coming from Atlanta. I was three weeks up here. It was like a vacation. I kept going to Virginia Beach. You know, I went to Wigginsburg. There's too many slave things over there. So I kept going to Richmond. I'm like, these jokers celebrate slavery like hey, I'm like, I'm from the ATL. I ain't used to this, huh? Wanna see all these monuments and people walking around here looking like slaves, huh? I know I went to I went to one of y'all jobs. go say your name. I went to one of your jobs one because you worked there, but I ain't been there since. I ain't going down. Then they kept calling some black man the wrong name, and I called him his name, he said, they Ain't my name. And then I was like, well, why you just let them call you that? Whatever they go, nigga, what are they doing, you like Toby. What? in the world is this foolishness here I'm sorry that ain't got nothing to do with my sermon but i just <laughs> like this wigginsburg place like, you can have that i don't i don't want to go there it seems like they want me back asking me what's my name <laughs> anyway let me <laughs> sorry wigginsbury but hey i just uh, anyway got some nice housing, but then they got a place that just looked like slavery like, man, I'm like, they trying to, they celebrate this a little too much for me. Anyway, back to my sermon. That was a word from my sponsors. All right. So, 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 so the priest would go to the Holy of Holies once a year. And 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 they would have to be prayed up, and 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 it would be a. And God gave all these instructions, man. Read, I ain't gonna read it to you. Read Exodus twenty-five through thirty-one. It's snowing. You ain't got nothing to do. And then read forty. And then read uh, thirty-five through forty, and see how many instructions He give you about your tabernacle, about the robes of the priest, and all those different things. Oh my God, it's so much instructions on what to wear and what to do. And, and there's no way. I'm so glad. All I got to do is say Jesus. I ain't got no El Shaddai, El El Yon, I ain't got no Elohim, I ain't got no uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. I, I know it because I'm a preacher, but I'm so glad I don't have to find every name of God to get me out of a situation. I'm so glad that I can be special. I don't even have to be able to spell my own name. If I can just say Jesus, I'm all right. All I got to do is go to Jesus. He ripped the veil from the top to the bottom when Jesus was crucified, when he gave up the ghost to make sure that he saved me. If I touch God, I won't die. I don't have to go get Hail Marys and go talk to a priest. I ain't got to find Maxwell on Sunday morning. I I don't have to go down and talk to Deacon Easley. I don't have to go find Deacon Dawson. I ain't got to go find Reverend Walden. If I miss the solo for Derek, i still be okay because I can go to God all by myself because he split the veil from the top to the bottom to give me access to him. But the only way I get this access is through Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is my access Jesus Christ is my door Jesus Christ is my deliverer Jesus Christ is my sacrificial lamb Jesus Christ is my feast of week Jesus Christ is my young Kemper Jesus Christ is my sukkah. Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is my 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 feast of tabernacles Jesus Christ is my sacrificial lamb Jesus Christ is everything I need every ritual Jesus Christ is my turtle dove Jesus Christ is my sacrificial bullock Jesus Christ is my sacrifice Jesus Christ is my sabbath Jesus Christ is my rest, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because the fullness of the Godhead bodily is enrolled in him. Everything about God is in Jesus, and if I can just build a relationship with him. Come on, somebody. Can I talk to my clubbers? You know how you know somebody at the door? Come on, somebody. You walk to the front of the line because you know somebody at the door. And sometimes, it, 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 you know, if, if you ain't happy enough, just talking to my, my, my borderline Christians, you don't look at people. Now, so when you when you about blasting, you just look at folks and you walk. You don't care. You just walk in the line. Huh? You look at folks like, yeah, I'm going in front of you. Because well, you don't care if you start something because you ain't in your right mind. Right? But when you, you know, when you, I ain't talk to Jack or Daniel. Come on, somebody. You walk and you look straight because you don't want nobody to say nothing to you. Because you don't want none. You don't want nobody getting mad at you. So you just walk in and you look right at and you go into the door and everybody upset and you know it and you see them. Well, if you know how to get to the club when you sober and you know somebody... Without worrying about the crowd. Oh, come on, somebody. You know how you ignore the crowd when you're walking to the front of the line? Because you don't want nobody to get an attitude with you. And you know your mouth ain't delivered. And you don't want to say nothing that pop out. And you know you a Ray Ray. And if something go wrong, Ray Ray ready to fight. And you got to go to jail. And you a school teacher. So, you walk to the front of the line and you don't look at it. See, some of y'all keep looking at your enemies. You keep looking at your haters. You keep looking at the folk that's coming against you. But if you can just keep your eyes on the prize and look to the hill from which coming, your help, everything will be all right. See, you know what I like about an eagle, an eagle. I've seen eagles, you've seen eagles pick up little goats and take them. Eagles have been known to even get small calves and pick them up out of the barn. They're so strong. And and I've seen an eagle grab a a gazelle by the neck and the gazelle is tumbling and the eagle won't let it go. And it continues until it kills the gazelle and takes the gazelle to the nest. But you know what? Even though how powerful the eagle is, even though an eagle can scratch the eyes out of a hunter, or a bear, if a bear or a predator comes at the eagle, know it may not be able to win. It don't look at the enemy. The eagle has two pair of eyelids. It has one that when it want to go to sleep, but it has another one like a pair of Ray-Ban shades. Come on, somebody. And what happens is a small film that it pulls over its eyes, but it can see, but, 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 but it is shielded from the sun. And when the enemy comes at the eagle, the eagle don't try to fight. The eagle don't try to look at him. The eagle just looks straight up into the sun and flies straight up into the sun because they know that the enemy with the gun can't see him. They know that the bear can't see him. Because if it's flying to the sun, can't nothing see but it. Oh, y'all do hear what I'm saying. Jesus is so bright in your life. If you stop looking at your haters, if you stop looking at the people that's coming against you, if you stop looking at the coronavirus, if you stop looking at police brutality, if you take a look toward the hill from which cometh your help and keep your eyes on Jesus, he will deliver you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm trying to get your layups right. You wonder why people think I'm arrogant. You wonder why people think I'm overconfident. It's because I shoot my layups every day. Because I understand that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not some things. Not a lot of things. Not most things. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can prosper in a pandemic. I can start a new business with no money. Yeah, I can get a job I ain't qualified for. I can get favor with people who don't even like me. God will make my enemy given to me. In fact, God told me when my enemies come at me, grab my napkin, getting ready to eat well because he didn't prepare a place for me in the presence of my mama. He didn't prepare a place for me in the presence of my daddy. He didn't prepare a place for me in the presence of my friends. But he prepared a place in the presence of my enemies. I welcome my haters because I can go to the Holy of Holies and go to God In fact, the Holy of Holies is inside of me. And when you touch me, y'all don't hear me? David said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine coming against the armies of the living God? You better start saying, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine coming at me, gossiping about me in the community? Trying to pull down my church and taint my name. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's trying to get me fogged on my job? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That's lying on me. Can I keep it real? Who did uncircumcised Philistine that's telling the truth on me? <laughs> and I still know that God is gonna fight my battles. Y'all don't hear me? <laughs> See, Jesus Christ is the high priest. He is the high priest. See, he's the high priest and the sacrifice. Remember, the priests gave up the sacrifice. But remember, we talked about in the first few sermons that they couldn't when when Jesus and and God had a conversation in Hebrews. They begin to say, hold on, if an animal not perfect, they can't an animal ain't got nothing to do with a man. So an animal can't really cleanse their sins. And you got to keep going to the altar over and over again. Remember, they kept going once a year on young Kemper, once a year on the day of atonement. Every year they had to go once a year. But see, once you have Jesus, you're forgiven forever. Once and for all. Why? Because he was the high priest and he was the perfect sacrifice. See, see, back then, see, see what you have to find out. See what you have to find out. If, if you, if you got the coronavirus and, 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 and well, let's do something else because too many people got the vaccine. I don't want to scare y'all. Hey, let me go to something else. If, if, <laughs> if, if, if you got bit by a rattlesnake yeah. and you told them you got bit by a copperhead, you're going to die. You know why? Because you, the, the, the part of the solution, the part of the antidote is the, is the venom. You got to have some of the venom from the rattlesnake to cure you. Then, but if you go get a copperhead, you got two poisons. You feel me? A part of the antidote is the, is the venom itself. And the Bible says Jesus was tempted at all points. We don't have a high priest who is not sympathetic or empathetic to our weaknesses. That's why Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. He was tempted at all points. And so now I don't have to go get a turtle dove or a bullock or an ox. You know why? Because Jesus became every detestable, every messed up thing that I would ever do. He became it on the cross and became my inoculation for my sin. He became my antidote. That's why I can tell every demon, every hex, every warlock, every witch, every liar, every gossiper that you better get back from me because I've been vaccinated by Jesus. I ain't got to get two shots. Subtle shade. I only need one. Once I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior because Jesus Christ, the law was broken on Jesus. And because Jesus died for no reason, because the weight is of sin is death, he went to the cross. Remember, the devil figured out that it was a trick of God and tried to rise up in Peter and tell Peter to tell him not to go to the cross. And Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan, because now Satan finally got that the joke was on him. And remember, Jesus said, don't get it twisted. No man, take my life. I lay it down. And because he laid it down. And the law was broken on him. He ushered in grace. And now I don't need a priest to sprinkle blood on themselves. And go into the Holy of Holies. Because they may not make it out anyway. They would tie a rope around the ankle of the the priest. And then if the priest died. They would have to pull the priest out. Because everybody didn't make it to the Holy of Holies. Because they didn't do everything to. Read Exodus. If you was a special priest. (laughs) You going to (laughs) die. Dude. Exodus 25 through 31 is crazy directions. And then after he get through with that, he come back again. 35 through 40. All them chapters and verses telling me what I need to do. Simon says, you're going to lose. <laughs> but now, because the law was broken on Jesus, and grace was such in, and the perfect priest Sacrifice himself and he put it all together legalistically Mm. remember Pontius Pilate washed his hands Reverend Walden he washed his hands of it and then the high priest is the one that gave his assent and once the high priest gave his assent it moved from an execution to a sacrifice and not only was it a lamb it was a lamb willing to go not just put on the altar If there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, he said. But not my will, your will be done. He willingly went to the cross like a lamb to the shearer. But not only is he a sacrifice, he's the high priest in heaven. So he's not just ruling over here. He's a high priest down here, but he let a worldly high priest send him to the cross to make sure it was legally in the the law of the land, but he also was a human priest because Jesus was 100% divine, yet 100% human, and now he's the high priest of not only here on earth, he's a high priest in heaven, which means when he does something, it's eternity because he stepped out of infinite time and space, stepped into linear time, came out like an interstellar God. stepped into time and space but he already knew from the foundation of the world that he would already be sacrificed went to the cross for you and me and now because his body was ripped open because he was dislocated because he was battered and bruised because the wrath of God was poured out on him and, all, every, and everything that you've ever done or will do he's already died for you He's already taken the wrath for you. That's why I talk like Bonhoeffer. Don't you be going around trying to get this cheap grace. I'm covered by the blood. I can do this. Some organization that are trying to get you to join and tell you you can do whatever you want to do because you're covered by the blood. That's cheap grace. You tell her because God died for me, I'm going to try to live my best life. Your best holy life because some of y'all listen to another song and I don't know what best life you are talking about I'm going to live my best holy life I can the high priest was sacrificed who was a holy high priest with no blemish no mess ups everything about sin that you would ever do was put on him and because he was perfect he ushered in grace and so now you don't have to worry about touching the Ark of the Covenant and dying like Uzziah. You have to worry about going into the Holy of Holies and not making it out like some of the priests. You have to worry about spraying incense. I'm about to say, I'm about to talk about Kyrie, but I left him alone. You don't have to worry about incense no more. You don't have to worry about the smoke. You don't have to worry about uh, giving a sacrifice. You can eat all the ribs you cook. You ain't got to get none of it to God. <laughs> because a sacrifice has already been made. And now I can approach. That's why he, see, you keep wondering why he said approach your throne boldly. It's because some of the people that was in the New Old Testament were like, you sure? <laughs> Jesus approach his throne boldly. Now, you know what happened to Bishop so-and-so that tried to go to the Holy Holy last week, right? I was right there when we pulled him out but now because Jesus has broken the veil the veil was ripped from the top to the bottom in the temple that separated the veil in the holy of holies and the tabernacle he was showing you he wanted to have a relationship with you and because Jesus died for you you can enter his holy of holies with boldness and understand that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you amen is there one I'm sorry for keeping y'all in the cold so long. Turn your heat on. I'll give y'all a $5 Wawa card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fred don't get, get their name. If they want a $5 Wawa card, I got them. I got them. Got to come back next week. You Got to have the same name, same driver's license. Because I don't know how many $5 out there. <laughs> don't be sending your cousin. <laughs> you better come with them. But is that one? That want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is that one that want to have the confidence that I'm talking about, that even when your enemy comes at you like a flood, God has your back. Even in the midst of a coronavirus, you know that your business will prosper. God had me open a business in the midst of the coronavirus, in the midst of a pandemic, and it's prospering. Get out of here. It makes no sense, but the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And in situations like these, you got to hear what God is saying.